to the Forgiven Once For All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I will be your host today. This week, we're going to look at the parable of the loving father. You say, which one is that? We actually call it the parable of the prodigal son, but it really should be called the parable of the loving father, and I'm going to show you why. So this week, we're going to look at Luke chapter 15, and you can really read this. This whole story covers from verse 11 to 32. We're not going to read all that this week, but we're going to pick out the the highlights and talk about the story and see what Jesus was teaching here in uh, Luke chapter 15. So we focus on the Son. We tend to focus on the Son and not the loving Father. And so just to recap the story, here we have a son that um, becomes discontented and he asks his father for his inheritance. He says, give me what you owe me. And then he goes and he says he goes off to a far off country and he spends his inheritance on reckless or riotous living. Now we all know what that is. And so he spends his inheritance and he um, comes to a place where, you know, he's lost all of his money. He's lost all of his possessions. And now he's penniless. And he's hungry. So now he has to get a job. And he begins to work. And the payment for his work, it, his desire, he's looking, he's so hungry, he's looking at the food, at the slop, at the husks, the King James says, that he's feeding the pigs. And he looks at that, and it looks good. You know you're in trouble when you sit down and you're sitting in the middle of a pigsty, and you're looking at the food they're eating, and and you're you're looking at it longingly, and you're looking at it like, man, I wish I had some of that. And so, this young man, we're going to pick up in verse 17, Luke 15, verse 17, it says, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So we're going to look at this. He, the Bible says that he came to himself. I think this is one of the most powerful verses of the Bible, other than the verse where it says that uh, it is finished when Jesus was on the cross. Um, this verse is very powerful because we've all had this place in our life, at least I hope we have, where you've sat down in the middle of your sin and your misery, and all that is piled up on top of you, and you come to yourself. You, you you start having a conversation with yourself. And you're like, this is not good. What have I come to? See, if we're going to escape the misery of sin, or the misery of our wrong thinking, We're going to have to come to a place where we can honestly take a look at ourselves and realize who we are. So this young man, he's sitting there in the middle of the pigsty and 
he's looking at the pigs and he's eating along with them and he comes to a realization that this is not for him, that he's messed up. See, he come to a couple of conclusions here. He came to two good conclusions and one bad one. He says, I have sinned. He was trying to live his life apart from his father. See, I want you to understand here, the father never left the son, but the son left the father. We need to remember this. Our father has never left. We're the ones that left. See, Adam was the first prodigal. He set into motion the separation between himself and his father. He's the one that made the choice. The father had not changed. He didn't change when Adam sinned. He didn't change when we sinned. He didn't change his mind, his opinion, or his love about Adam. And he has not changed it about you. But see, Adam's perception of his father had changed. In his mind, things had changed. He hid from God. They had this relationship with God where they would walk with him every day. God came down for his walk with Adam. But Adam and Eve hid because in their mind, they concluded that God was unhappy with them. They concluded that they had sinned against God and that they were separated now. See, this is a lie. See, Adam believed in the lie that he could judge good and evil apart from God. This is what that tree of good knowledge of good and evil was about. It wasn't about giving him the ability to make choices. No, Adam was created perfect, just like God. Adam knew the difference between good and evil, but when he ate of that tree, he made a decision to make the choice of good and evil separate from God. This is what brought separation. The lie that brought separation in Adam's mind was that and the one that he never recovered from, and it's a one that we suffer from today, that we are separated from God, that we can make choices of good and evil apart from God. We even say that sometimes that God is not just. This is what I'm talking about. We make judgments outside of God. See, the next thing that he did, that the prodigal son did, is that he says, I'll go to my father. That's a good choice. If you're ever in trouble, go back home. Go back to daddy. Go back to Abba father. Go back to Papa. He loves you. He's waiting for you. If you find yourself in the pigsty of your sin and you've made bad decision after bad decision, go back home. Go to your father. He's waiting with open arms. The son, he came to a, another conclusion. And unfortunately, this is a conclusion that Adam came to. And this is a conclusion that we live and that we were taught every Sunday. He says, I am not worthy anymore to be called a son, but a hired servant. See, this is modern Christianity in a nutshell. 
we come to repentance. We're taught to repent, and, and that's good. We should turn from sin. But then we're brought to a place where we're told we're not worthy. This is the same thing taught in churches every Sunday. That you're not worthy to be a son anymore. Oh yes, you're a son, but you're not worthy. You're a, let's be hired servants. Let's work. Let's put an effort in. Let's become better. Let's do better. Let's fight against sin. Let's um, read more, pray more, be more. Let's make God happy with our lives. We're not servants. We're not hired. We're sons. This young man came to a conclusion. Because of his sin, he's like, I've sinned against heaven and I sinned against my father. I am no longer worthy to be a son. And this is wrong. See, we're told that our sin is so bad that we're not worthy to be sons. That we have to go into Christian service and to work and to earn our place back in the Father's house. And this is a lie. Many Christians today are suffering under the bondage of false teaching. Teaching that tells them that they are not worthy. This is a doctrine of works and condemnation. The son trudges back to the father's house. You can almost envision it in your mind because we've been there. Our heads hung low. We're walking along the road. We're hungry. We're miserable. We're just trying to get back home. In our heart, we hope that God accepts us. But in our mind, we're prepared to earn it. This is what Christianity has taught us today. We're in self-defeat and condemnation. Somehow in our mind, we think we have to suffer for our sin. And we feel like that if we just are sorry enough, if we just beg enough, that God will bring us back. See, the son, he had a wrong idea about a couple things. He had a wrong idea about his own identity. He was a son. He always will be, and he always was. But he decided that he was only good enough to be a servant in his mind. This is what we've done to ourselves. Yeah, we know. We, we're, we're told that we're sons and daughters of God, but somehow we don't believe that. We believe that maybe one day, when we get to heaven, we'll be clean. When we get to heaven, God will accept us. But now, we're not worthy. This is the wrong idea of yourself. It's a wrong view of, of identity. And this young man had a wrong idea about his father. See, his father never changed his opinion or his love for his son. It never changed. The story should be titled, The Loving Father, or The Grace of Papa. But instead, we call it the prodigal son, because that's who we identify with. We don't understand a God that loves us unconditionally, but we understand a sin that can separate us from God. That's what we believe. See, this young man left a willful sinner, and he came to himself, repentance, and he returned under the false idea of the Father's love. This is modern Christianity. This is what 
We've been taught Sunday after Sunday, book after book, sermon after sermon, teaching after teaching, program after program, that yes, you can be saved, and yes, the blood of Jesus will cover you, but you're not worthy. You're not righteous. You're not holy. You're not clean. You're just a sinner saved by grace. And this is a lie. This is not the gospel. The gospel that Jesus is teaching, and he's teaching here, is that you are a son, you always were a son, and you will always be a son or daughter. In your mind, you may separate yourself from God. In your mind, you may go into the misery of sin and its consequences, but you can always return, and the Father is waiting with open arms. The relationship never changed in God's mind. See, the Father's love never changes. Luke chapter 15, verse 20, we're going to continue the story. And this is the beautiful part of this story. And this is the Father. And this is the Father's heart. And I want you to listen this morning. It says, and he arose. And this young man, he arose out of the pit of his sin. And he came to his Father. But when he was a great way off, his Father saw him and had compassion. And he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. This is the teaching that Jesus is trying to get to us in this story. It's not about the son's sin. We focus on that too much, but it's about the father's love. This is the only time in the uh, Bible where we see the father running, and Jesus is trying to show us who God is. He says, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father, and he's beginning to explain who the Father is with his life. And he says, the Father, when you come home, he's not only looking and waiting for you every day, but he, when he sees you coming a great way off, he's going to run to you. And he's going to embrace you with his compassion. This is compassion of your state and how he can help and fix and repair and restore you. Because his love never changed. He fell on his son's neck and he began to kiss him. Your father is waiting for you. He loves you. Abba Father never changed through this story. But the son's mind and his view of his father had changed. The father was ready to receive him. The father ran to his son. He did not stand there in holy anger, waiting for his son to come groveling and begging. No, the father ran. And because of his love for him, had never changed. He had compassion. The son was dirty, dejected and starving. God had no pleasure. God has no pleasure in our misery. He longs for us to be whole and to be kept in the safety of his arms, in his house. God is not, never was, nor never will be angry with you. This is the point of this parable. See, this young man, he was brought back into the father's house. In this point, we believe. But he was also restored to sonship. And this is the part that we have a hard time believing. In verse 22, it says, But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. 
Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. See, there's merriment in the father's house. There's joy and provision and empowerment in God the Father. See, the son wasn't brought back as a servant. He wasn't brought back as an employee, but he was brought back as a son, just like when he left. He wasn't demoted. He had never changed. You know, the interesting thing is, is that God met his needs even after his sin. He gave him a robe. I'm sure this this young man was clothed in dirty rags. He put a ring on his finger, a sign of power and authority, and he gave him shoes. He gave him all that he can eat. The father met his needs with food and clothes and then gave him power to conduct the father's business. See, God never changed. The father never changed, but the son in his mind had changed. See, when we're, we're brought into the kingdom of God, It's not as employees, but as sons and daughters. We are restored to the same relationship that we had when God created us. See, God created us before the foundations of the world. He created us on the sketchbook of his mind. And it says that God knew us and planned for our redemption. Ephesians 1.4, it says, Just as he chose us, in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame with him before him in love. See, God had already planned for us to be holy. We were holy before we were sinners. We were righteous before we were unrighteous. God brought us back to the image that he created us in. His image. He gave us power. He gave us everything we need. This is the point of this story. We're not sinners saved by grace, but we're sons and daughters brought back and proven to our minds and hearts that the Father's love never changed. See, God doesn't just accept us. He always accepted us. He always loved us. And I hope this helps you today. I hope you understand that you don't have to work for your relationship with God, but that God is in love with you, that the Father is waiting for you with open arms. I hope this helped you today. If you enjoyed this, um, check us out on the web at ForgivenOnceForAll.com, on Facebook or Patreon. Check us out at Forgiven Once For All. We would love to hear from you. If you've got any questions or comments, email us or comment us on Facebook. And uh, we'd love to interact with you and talk with you. And uh, I hope you have a great week. And remember, God is madly in love with you. Until next time. (music) 